Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. Today, we're going to do our official sign out and kind of recap on Groom Expo this year. It was our first chance to actually get to visit in person and take advantage of all the education, all the expo booths, all the networking, everything that Groom Expo has to offer. And it's kind of the culmination of the uh, competition season. They have the Barkley Honors Awards. They do the live auction at the end of Sunday after the amazing creative grooming show um, contest. So it's just everything we saw, everything we learned um, was just a great experience. And we were able to take that into our salon and take that into what we're bringing you guys. So we're just going to go over some rants and some raves and then just a few other things. Yeah. So one of them is, of course, the education at Berkeley puts on is always awesome. Competition's awesome. But one thing you get from going to especially this expo is the pure energy you get in there yeah from the moment that we walked in on friday it was just that's all you felt it was excitement energy new products new um lines new every shears new competitors i mean every single person that was there just had a great energy about them we really didn't see any kind of negativity out on the floor or the competition ring. I would say if you do plan on going to a larger expo, such as Groom Expo, is you need to take the day off after you get back home because this is one of those expos, there's so much energy that you're staying up late, you're getting up without even setting an alarm because you're excited to get back in there the next day. You really need to take an additional day off when you get back to recover. Yeah, and also uh, piggybacking off of that, let's... um Include in your plan the things you want to do. Um, Go ahead and say, you know, I'm going to go to that, you know, Friday night mixer or the Thursday night playground. And one thing you definitely will want to check out are the, is the dinner on Saturday. They do the Barkley Honors, the Abstract Runway, and it's just such a great experience where you get to kind of enjoy and network and see some creative talent and then, you know, just participate with everyone that's there. Yeah, and, and the vendors too. Lots of great vendors. See them at a lot of the other expos, but there's a lot of vendors there that we haven't seen at some of the other expos at this one. Yeah, I mean they had I think what one, two, three or four rooms of just um, vendor booths for you guys, and one of them being you know the main competition room that was just wall to wall packed um, full of people. So that was that was great. Anything you could want product wise that's out there and available, they had there. So whether you were able to actually pick it up that day or you still had to order it because they ran out because there was such a, a big turnout, they still they had that availability. They were able to talk to you, show you stuff, answer questions. Um, of course, you could get your equipment sharpened. Uh, just a really great um, expo as far as what we've seen um, and where we've been. Just the the demand was amazing. We took a class called Pricing for Profits. Excellent class. Uh, one thing after the class uh, we heard people talking about, and they we kind of talked to a few people about it too, is that, you know, people, okay, they dive into their numbers, they get back home and they figure out, okay, this is what my pricing, I've got to go up and this is what I'm going to do. But then they have that fear that their four to six weeks clients are going to want to push out to five and seven or, you know, eight and 12 weeks because, you know, they maybe have a significant increase. Well, that's what you put out when you let people know. You're, if, if you're going to notify people you're having a price increase, you need to put on there, you know, these are our prices based on this rotation. Uh, it, again, it's your business. You dictate 
what your pricing is for what rotation. Yeah, so that's like, okay, you want you decide I'm underpriced. I'm going to go up by $30, you know, starting next month, next year, however you want to roll that out. And that's based on for your four-week clients. Okay, they're getting a plus $30 at, you know, to their fee. And so what he's saying is like, you know, that four-week customer is like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to come every six weeks. And you're like, oh, well, I'm sorry, that, that you know, new price is based on a four-week schedule, a six-week schedule, or an eight-week schedule. Like, that's another $10, $15, because it's no longer a maintenance groom. So there's just different ways that you can go about raising your prices and implementing them and having your customers stay on that same schedule. Another thing you can also really push is that, you know, when you're doing this, and also when, you know, some... You know, we see more salons have some slow seasons. You really have to push your team to rebook, you know, make your peop- make your customers stay on a, a preset schedule. Uh, that way you avoid these slow times. Yeah, you know, traditionally in the salon setting, back to school is a slow time. And then you pick back up for the holidays and then you kind of get that winter slowdown season. But that's one thing, yeah, like come up with new marketing, maybe a new holiday promo, post-holiday promo. Yeah, and if you don't have enough people on a regular schedule and you are running into those slow seasons, you know, if you've been in business or in the industry long enough, you should know those slow times and start pushing to post out a day on social media leading up to the week of when you start to get slow to go ahead and start attracting maybe some new clients in the air that's moved into the area. And that's something about uh, social media that just reminds me I want to talk about real quick. But just if you have a Facebook page or you have an Instagram or even if you're active on TikTok, like don't just do one post and that's it and just post to your page or to your platform. Go in and join all these other local groups. Anyone that your customer base would be looking at, sharing, and being an active participant in, that's where you want to share these things also. And that's the kind of uh, hashtags you want to use, the at tagging um, platform places you want to use. Just make sure that you're not just posting once, especially in those slower times when you are wanting to increase your volume. Like get your name out there, get what you offer, get pictures. People love pictures um, way more than just posting some kind of generic post. Yeah. And that kind of brings us to, we took a couple of branding classes and what I would say is they were excellent. Uh, a lot of stuff of how to brand your business if you're not doing that yet or talking about logos and all that. But uh, one takeaway I have on that is, you know, we, it, you know, you almost talk to everybody that has a large operation and they're struggling to find employees. Well, you know, you do have to brand to set yourself apart to attract customers. But are you branding yourself? What, what are you doing to set yourself apart to have skilled labor employees come to you and want to work? I posted something on uh, a while back that, you know, we support our employees. The last five team members that we hired, uh, they came to us. We haven't ran an ad in over a year, uh, but we, you know, a lot of referrals from our current employees. But also, you have to do some stuff to set yourself apart from other salons or mobiles in your area if you want to to attract top talent. And this does not mean overpaying a percentage. Let me make that very clear. Yeah, you can be competitive and you can be a place that groomers want to come, you know, receptionists want to come, just any kind of team wants to come and build and grow with you without overpaying them and going in the red and not leaving yourself enough profit to be successful. Um, There's things you can do like team building, push uh, continuing education, offer benefits, 
you know, there's benefit packages out there you can get a la carte or that just overall are not going to cost you that much money. You can match a 401k for 3%. And then whereas if you're paying someone 60%, which believe it or not, we keep hearing more and more places that are still paying 50, 55, 60% to their employees. And what we're, when we get into a conversation for these people, what we're finding out, not only are they paying 50, 55, 60%, their prices are underpriced. So they're ha- so we met one lady got, I don't know, 10 to 13 groomers, she said. And instead of increasing her prices because she's scared to lose customers, but then she was scared to lose her staff, she raised her pay percentages, she was already paying 50 to 55 and 60, depending on how long they've been there. But didn't raise her prices. And wondering why she has a... You Cash know, flow problem. Yeah, you know, over a million dollar top line and not even breaking even. Uh, I mean, 50% was back in the day when everybody was 1099. Or if you work at a big box store where... The, you know, the revenue is not necessarily based off grooming. It's something that they do to get people in the store to buy other products. But that was back in the day of 1099 where you got no benefits, no nothing. Nowadays, people want benefits. And we're not just talking about dental and vision health. We're talking about paid time off, bereavement, AFLAC, continuing education. I mean... Well, not to mention just the match in your taxes. 7.5% right there just for your tax match that you're not paying solo as a 1099 employee. Yeah, so again, that's why you legitimately cannot pay 50 or 55%. Then you'll have somebody say, well, I do, all my team members do, and I'm doing just fine. I guarantee you that person that says they're doing just fine is grooming five or six days a week as the owner as well, and that's where they're getting their money from, not from, because you cannot pay someone 50 or 55% match taxes, match, you know, cover the credit card fees, uh, Hartman's comp, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, you, you'll literally off a hundred dollar groom. If you're paying 55 or 60% and matching everything like you're supposed to, you're going to be left with 10 or $12, which is not going to cover your overhead. No, or your other just day-to-day expenses. So that's, uh, that's one of our little rants from, from a rave from groom expo is the education there is great. And, Getting to discuss a lot of the speakers, they do engage with their classes and they do, you know, take the time afterwards to speak to individuals and stuff. And we were just lucky enough to be a part of some of those conversations. And so you hear some of the stuff that's going on in the salons and then you don't see a reaction. So that's I guess that's my big rant is these these owners that can't figure out why they're in the negative. So they come and they want to learn and then they sit there the whole time and they just argue back and forth about why that won't work for them, why it's not possible, you know, why they need to do this for their employees, why they can't raise a price. Some, some, some of you guys have not raised a price in two or three years. And especially in these last two or three years, that's critical. I mean, our, our prices for everything have gone up uh, exponentially, more so than they have in the past. So raising prices is more important now than it's ever been. But you should definitely do it every year, regardless of what's going on in the economy. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people will, will you know, if that do are good, consistent at raising their prices, uh, they'll base it off inflation, which, which is it's good a good place to start. But, you know, let's just say inflation was 5% and you raise your prices by 5 and cent percent you did not do anything in your business other than cover what has went up you didn't bring any more in to the bottom line which you know you have to do something but yeah i the same people who are 
complaining about stuff. You know, they come to these, like Molly said, education to take stuff back to better themselves or their team members or salon company. But yet they, they're so negative about everything. Just like, you know, I heard one that, what am I supposed to do with this employee uh, school starting back and now they can't start work at 845? Okay, well, we tell all their clients that they can't start till nine o'clock. I mean, when you're in an industry that the skilled labor is so shortage, yes, you can train your own, but we all know how long that takes and how much that costs. But I mean, are you going to let a, a good skilled person that's been with you for a while go over them not being able to start work at eight and they can't come in till nine now or 845? Uh, to replace an employee, even if you replace someone that is completely trained, you know, coming out of another area, you're looking at about a $10,000 cost on replacing an employee. And I know some of you guys will be like, no, that's not possible. Yes, it is. Yeah, because there's a lot to consider. Like you've got um, the time it's going to train. Every salon should have their policies and procedures, their operations man manual, all these things outlined. And so even though you're getting a trained groomer, you're not getting a trained groomer to how you run your salon or how you run your business. You mean you could be mobile. This isn't just salon. Like you have to have that in-depth onboarding training evaluations, you know, critical feedback, that's all part of a good training program. And those things take time and they take money and it's going to take time away from her grooming as well. And I mean, we have um, competition groomers on our team and, and that are great and our other employees are great, but it doesn't matter when an employee leaves, whether they leave on their own or you have to make the decision that they're not a right fit for your business. Not only is it going to cost you, like I said, close to 10 grand to replace them, uh, you're all, and that in factors in losing customers. You are going to lose customers when an employee leaves. Yeah, because whether uh, you just can't, you don't have someone to replace that groomer, so you can't handle the volume and people are getting pushed out, or you have to cancel appointments because it was unexpected and you don't have anyone to fill in, or they just, that was their requested groomer and they're going to go wherever they are. Or if they're not there, then they're not going to use your services, whether for any, you know, wealth of reasons but yeah i mean you could have somebody with three trophies sitting you know on your front desk and that person miss karen is not gonna let little Susie q be groomed by that person they've always used you know tasha and they're gonna follow tasha wherever you are so there's a lot of factors into thinking if you're gonna lose somebody over them not being able to start at eight or eight thirty now they can't come until nine because it's the kids are back in school i mean before and after care costs a lot of money so you have to factor that in. Then I hear that, you know, this particular person was saying, but I have an $1,800 van payment. And they're going to miss out on, you know, an appointment a day by doing this. Did you talk to the groomer? Are they willing to work an extra day or work later or, you know, alternate weeks? I mean, sit down and actually talk to your employees. Uh, also, I would advise people to, when they go on these groups on Facebook and post something like this, make sure your employees are not in that group. Yeah, that's the last thing. We have seen that um, more times than we should have in these groups where someone posts. And even if they don't directly mention their employer or anything like that, they're still their employees are in these groups and they're seeing it and they're not. Now they have the option to post anonymously. That hasn't always been the case. But, um, you know, your employees, even if they're not um, commenting and posting themselves, they could still be on there and they could still see that. And that could be a very easy bridge to burn. Um, and again, I'm not saying if an employee walks in tomorrow morning and says, you know, I have to be off every Saturday now, you know, 
again, okay, well, we're, let's work through this. Like we need to give these customers notice. You know, if someone wants a shift change with us, we usually, it takes us about six weeks to implement it, especially in the mobiles, not so much at the salon, but, you know, we have pre-routed schedules based on area distance and everything like that. And so, you know, that we do work with everybody on that. But I guess the other big takeaway um, is that I see what people do is they get all this education and they run back to their salon and they want to implement everything they learned within two or three days that's not, you're going to upset your employees. You need to work on it over a period of time. You know, come home, review all your notes. What is the number one thing you want to implement? And, you know, make a plan of how you're going to implement that. Just don't run back to your salon on Monday after an expo and want to, you know, implement A, B, and C on day one. I mean, that's a lot for employees to take on. Yeah. Here's a policy book. Here's a rule change. Here's a a new dress code. Uh, here's how we're going to talk to customers. A script. Here, you know, a price increase. Like pick you. Yeah, like Todd said, your top one or two things that are most important to you in your salon and getting fixed and addressed, and change those things first. Start and don't do it without a plan. You need a well thought out, written out, scheduled plan of implementation that you can bring back and execute and that's and explain to your team don't just come back and say oh I learned this so we're doing it like um, actually take the time and explain to them you know how you were doing it versus the way that you're now going to be doing it and the benefits the benefits for everyone Um, and it may take time so you just have to have patience like if especially if your groomers have been with you a while and they're used to doing something for one one way for years or months or whatever and now all of a sudden they have a bunch of new stuff to remember. Just don't let that overtake the experience and turn a positive change into a negative change. Like that happened, not the negative change, but you know, we just went through that. We just moved salon locations, did a build out. Everything is completely different. And so we had to completely basically redo all our check-in, check-out, grooming, everything. I mean, we have designated rooms for everything now. It's just, it's a completely different layout, vibe, and just day-to-day actions for every single team member. But we probably started about three months before the move, informing everybody, these this is going to be different. This is what's changing over and over again. We also let them know that what we implemented on day one when we opened the doors to our new salon it may change in two weeks because what we envisioned may work, maybe doesn't work. For the most part, most of the things have worked out. I know we've tweaked a few, but, you know, let your employee, you're human. You're going to make mistakes. Well, and, and too, not just mistakes, which, I mean, we, we do, but um, you just don't know what's going to work until you try it. And, I mean, it may work great for six or seven other salons that you've talked to, and it may not work great for you. And, you know, it's just changing and adapting and, you know, we've, we just implemented cleaning charts, um, for every team member for different days. And, you know, so we can keep up with more of the deep cleaning on a day-to-day basis. And even those have changed two or three times. And, but, you know, we just explain every time, you know, we're just from the beginning, like you said, you know, say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to try this out for a few weeks, see what works, see what doesn't work and then get feedback. You know, we've changed several things just on how we thought it would be. And then after a month of doing it, actually talk to our team members and ask, you know, what do you like? What do you don't like about this? Like, what do you need? And we've been able to actually get some great critical feedback and implement that and then make the changes that they wanted to see. Yeah. Um, Molly, uh, I know that we were not taking any new clients for consulting until we uh, 
the end of August, and now it is September. We do have a few spots open. Uh, we just had to quit taking new ones because obviously we've informed you guys we were doing a build out on a new salon and we've gotten moved. So our schedule has opened up quite a bit. And so we do have time for that. Uh, we also uh, are going to be at uh, the Pet Pro Classic in Texas. So we're going to be there. If you guys have not had a chance to go to this um, conference, it is a great education base. Their whole um, their main focus of this conference is continuing education. And then they actually this year, too, um, they have Victor that will be there. And he's presenting all of a whole couple days of bilingual education. So he'll have all that top-notch education. He has some skill classes, I believe, as well as some business classes in that um, Spanish language. So a lot of times, you know, to me, that is just I don't, groundbreaking in this industry to be able to have that kind of top-level education at a conference for someone that is like one of our primary secondary languages. So please check that out. There's some awesome competitions. Um, they've got just days and days of classes. I know we're doing a couple. We've got one. We're doing our Groomers in the Green, Understanding your finances. And that's a great class. Um, I recommend everyone taking a finance class. And it goes over budgets. It goes over real life budgets, how to set like a price, how to figure out what your pricing should be um, structure wise. A lot of people just go into pricing and they just guess. Um, and I know from experience, that's what I did when I started. I left a corporate store and just added on $10 to everybody and thought I would be successful. And that's just not how it works in real life. Um, so really, it's just uh, understanding the things you need to be financially successful and to set yourself up to be able to retire, to provide benefits, even to yourself, um, you know, bring home a, a paycheck every week. I mean, you're putting that work into that business. You need to get paid. And especially one of my things on this is this class is not just for business owners or employers. Um, this is also if you're our, you know, work at a corporate salon. We go over personal, like Molly said, and business. So if you're thinking about going into the business setting, this class will help you. It, no, it is an overview. It is not a you take this class and you're set for the rest of your life. There are things, you know, we can provide more detailed information, uh, but it really is a great overview of what you need to be thinking about. Also, one of my other things that this class does is if you're a one person show and you don't ever want to have employees, that's great. Uh, sometimes I wish I was there. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but you know, you need to be bringing in enough money to re be able to retire. I, I see all these things, you know, I'm 65 and I've been grooming for 40 years and I, I can't, I don't know when I'll ever be able to retire. And you know, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a course that it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, if you work for someone else, if you manage a salon, if you want to be a business owner, if you're already a business owner. There's just a lot of little things that this course brings up just to kind of make you think about and learn like what you need to include in a budget, what you need to include in a projection, like how to set realistic goals, what, you know, it's just, it's a great class. And anybody who takes this class uh, in Texas with us will get a one-on-one -on -one with Molly and I while we're in Texas. Yeah, so anyone that takes any of our classes um, for Pet Pro Classic, we're offering the free consultation um, while we're there to kind of go over your needs as a groomer, as a business owner, as a potential business owner. 
Um, and this isn't just our classes. This is pretty much, unless you're taking one of those more involved um, day-long series classes, <laughs> these, these conference classes are really designed from what we've noticed um, over attending a, a bunch of different ones with all different kind of hosts um, over the last several years, is they really are more of a um, introduction or like a surface level. Um, but a, a lot of people, that's that's where they're at. Uh, a lot of these classes, a lot of this information, some of the stuff we provide, you know, you may not even think about it or never have realized that it was important or it's just a good place to find resources. And so, like, you go to these classes and you get fired up because you know there's so much more that you still need to know and that you have the speakers, the presenters, the resources, the booths, all that is available right there for you to go in and build on that basis. And what's the other class we're doing? Uh, mobile grooming, keep it moving. So it's, again, it's a course for anyone thinking about going mobile. If you're already mobile, if you're thinking about expanding, it's just basically everything we've learned in the last nine years, uh, what do, what to do, what not to do. Uh, again, those little things to think about, um, disaster preparedness. You know, if you go down in a mobile, um, or a salon, but you know, when you're mobile, every single piece of equipment and stuff you use is, is moving on the regular, on the daily and you just want to be prepared for that. Have backups, have an emergency plan, have all these things in place, um, the correct forms and agreements, know how to get in touch with your customers. So again, um, we're doing those two classes, but there's some some other great education there as well. So anything you're into, they have a whole mobile day. Um, they have a whole cat day. So just a lot of opportunities that you don't necessarily see at some of these other conferences um, if you want to get that really deep involved education. Um, oh, I do want to mention too, if you're thinking about Pet Pro Classic and maybe this year isn't the year for you because you just don't have the money, um, they are offering a chance to get um, a Grace Woodford Memorial Educational Grant. And that's for $450 to be used that weekend for education. So you can, um, we have that posted on our Facebook and on our um, Instagram as well, or you can go to Pet Pro Classic and check that out. They have a link to apply. You do have to do that by September 25th, though. And one more thing before we wrap it up, I did want to talk about employee satisfaction because that seems, if you're a business owner, that seems to be one of the biggest areas that people are hurting in, other than their pricing is off and they're not making a profit, is is employee satisfaction. How do you keep your team members? How do you, do you recruit them? And if you have didn't start listening from our first episode, Molly actually has her doctorates in organizational leadership, and she did a two-year study on... Yeah, so, yeah, I've had a doctorate in management and organizational leadership, but my dissertation study was actually a two-year study, um, in-depth interviews with... Um, female groomers in the private pet grooming industry. So as a lot more groomers are making that shift and going from the corporate world into the private sector, even not as business owners, but just to work for someone else to hopefully get that deeper understanding and connection. Um, we just got a lot of feedback, a lot of negative stuff, some great positive stuff, what works, doesn't work, basically what people are looking for and what good leaders have seen that has made people want to stay and that, you know, turns people away. And this was a two-year study, a lot of great information. And if you are out there and you have employees and you're struggling, reach out. We can help you. Yes. 
Um, so again, we just want to say thank you to Groom Expo, everyone we met, everyone we talked to, all the competitors, the booth renters, everything. I mean, it was just a phenomenal experience, and it definitely gets you hyped up to finish the year and look forward to the next season. Um, and with that, we want to say please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of the exciting stuff coming up. And then make sure to follow us on social media. We do have a few new things we'll be rolling out very soon that we're excited about. So make sure to catch those. All right. And do you have anything else, Molly? That's it. Thanks. Y'all have a good one. See you next week.